This is Trigger Point, episode 28. My name's Serena, and sitting across from me is my co-host, Peter. Hello, Peter. Hi, everyone. Although I'm not well, sure sitting across should be the correct wording we should be using here, <laughs> which is why I have to put in quotation marks there. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I, I realized why you wrote that in the notes as I was saying it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. okay, not sitting across from me, but sitting across the ocean? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that probably makes sense. <laughs> Okay, so you're in Hong Kong right now. I am. How is the weather? Uh, really warm. It's really Wait, warm. Is it supposed for... to be like winter or something? It's like supposed to be morning? winter. It's like okay. I'm at home wearing a t-shirt and shorts. Um, outside's like 22 degrees. Okay. In saying that, I still got, I still got a cold though, so... <laughs> Yes, you're still going to be coughing all over the recording. I am going to be coughing all over the recording. Sorry. Well, that's fine. I'm going to have a cat here, so maybe if she's cooperative, she'll remain quiet the whole time we're recording. Otherwise, you might hear her. And we also might hear my two dogs as well. They're asleep right now, both of them. But I don't know. They might suddenly run out. Or if they suddenly hear like our dogs outside, like even like very faint sounds of dogs, they'll suddenly both like jump up and start yapping all the way. So we might hear that. <laughs> Who knows? Okay, so what have we been doing since our last recording, Serena? Well, I've watched a lot of lot of TV. <laughs> a lot of TV. Really? You know, well, I had two. I had a week, a little over a week off. Yeah at work during Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, became a couch potato. <laughs> and uh watch anything. And then I also anything. signed up for Yes. Yes. And I also signed up for Amazon Prime. I think I mentioned this before. Oh, okay. So I had some stuff to watch there, mm. which was kinda cool. I, um I was considering yeah. like signing up for like other stuff, but then I was like, even with Netflix I have like way too many things that I have to watch and I haven't got around to watching any of them. So I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> Yeah, that's, 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 no, that's fair. And that, um, you know, Netflix normally has more than enough stuff for me to watch it's by itself. But I had, um, my Amex card was giving me like a 50% off Amazon Prime mm-hmm. for a year. Okay. And, you know, that's more than affordable. And also I'm looking forward to, oh, what's that called? The Good Omens. It's a Neil, a Neil, uh, God, my mind's blanking. Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. There's an, it's a Neil Gaiman book that was made into a TV series okay. that I'm interested in watching. So, Is there any one of them that you would like to mention then? A TV show? Yeah. Uh, that I've watched. Yeah. Uh, American Gods. I think I mentioned that before. Uh, the Amazing Mrs. Maisel, which is also on Amazon. But on Netflix, what I've watched recently is the Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Did you about that nope. have you heard about black mirror the tv yeah, show? Yeah, yeah 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 okay so this is a a it's hard to say it's a movie it is a standalone and they consider it a movie but it's interactive oh that's why you get to choose like what happens yeah ah. yeah 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 so you're watching and then they'll ask a question like in the storyline itself mm. like say character a will ask character b do you want to eat, you know, popcorn or do you want to eat, you know, Cheerios or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then the the scene will, you know, the camera would move to the main character and he'll, he'll be thinking. And during the time he's thinking, you will actually see the two options on your screen and you get to choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story itself is just kind of eh, yeah. so-so. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's hard because a choose-your-own-adventure story yeah. – is never very good. Yeah. How could you? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I would um actually no. I strongly disagree with that. But anyway, you 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 <laughs> say what you want first, and I'll refute that afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Normally, stories are very well crafted mm-hmm. pieces of work, yep. right? Like you know what the ending is, and you're trying to move your characters. Like you write your characters in such a way that it builds up to the climax and then it resolves itself to the way you want it to do. Yeah. You to want it to go. Yep. With a choose your own adventure, unless you write it in such a way that all the endings are essentially the same thing, 
it's very hard to say, okay, my character really believes in issue A and I'm going to make him work towards issue A. But when you give people the uh, multiple choice, so to speak, mm-hmm. you're going to end up with one of the, the, the paths where he doesn't follow issue A. Like he goes and and, and follows path B or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you've been building up towards A and suddenly made the wrong choice and go to path B, the story's just going to fall apart a little because you're going to like, well, how did that happen? Or something like that. So like technologically, this is a fantastic movie. Like I, I really feel like they did a good job in putting it together, mm-hmm. like technically, because even when you do something wrong and you go to a bad ending, so to speak, mm-hmm. you don't need to start from all the way from the start. It kind of like jumps you back to a point where you, the last choice you made, so to speak. Yep. And they give you like a, 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 a thumbnail of the two choices that you could have had, like, mm-hmm. and then you could jump back to that point and make the new decision yep. and continue on that way. Mm-hmm. So technologically it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but storyline, I felt because they built up the story as if they were going in one direction. Mm. Uh, and this is not the multi. This is not the the. Or this is not to do with the choose your own adventure. The story itself looked like it was supposed to go in one direction because you kind of completely forget that this is a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. And then the endings. None of the endings actually accomplishes what the person wanted to accomplish at the start, kind of thing. Okay. And you're kind of like, wait, what's going on? And then you remember, ah, this is a Black Mirror thing. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, but okay, now I need to ask you, mm-hmm. what Choose Your Own Adventure have you read that you think is fantastic? Because I recently re- repurchased a Choose Your Own Adventure book, like an actual book from Kmart, and I read it and it was terrible. I play a lot of uh, video games. A lot oh, of video right. games, which are choose your own adventures in their own respects, and especially when I was talking about last year when I was playing Detroit, mm, uh, mm, being mm, human, mm. that basically in, in its in essence is a choose your own adventure, right? That's true. Okay, but that story was fantastic and brilliant, and you know probably much better than anything I've watched in a while as well. And the reason I say that is because. Yeah, I get your point in saying that um, in a story because the, the writer has a specific uh, ending in mind or, or he has specific characterizations and therefore characters would do certain things according to how he envisages, right? Yep. Whereas in a, in a different medium, in a computer game, uh, that, that, that power is given to the player yeah. Okay. And as a player, then I get to choose what characterization should be done on that on that particular person, and therefore yeah, you choose how the character acts. Yeah. And because of that, the character actually then becomes, in some respects, how I envisage that character should interact with the world, not how the author envisages how the character is supposed to interact with the world. And I think that's the difference between a. A, a, a story and a choose your own adventure is we get to as readers put our own spin on a character mm. whereas okay reading a story yep. you're basically reading someone else's opinion of how a character should interpret something right yeah well i'll be interested to see what you think when you watch this if you <laughs> are watching would you be interested in watching it i don't know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was gonna yeah. watch it just didn't have time <laughs> Even though technically I'm on like a long, long, long holiday at the moment. <laughs> I still don't have time to do anything I want. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. So, so tell me what you've been doing since the last time we've talked and I'll I'll judge to see whether you've been using your time properly. Like... <laughs> okay. So I spent three weeks um, uh, in Hokkaido snowboarding. Okay. Uh, and of three the, weeks, okay. And so that three <laughs> weeks was pretty much out. I haven't, I couldn't do any, I don't watch anything during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, no, fair Because enough. unlike certain other people that say they go on snow trips and basically they basically go and ski for like two hours, maybe three hours, then head home and they have an après ski, drinks, and then, you know, lounge for the rest of the night. We don't do that. <laughs> 
I, I but, feel like there's some message you're wanting to. Huh? Is that what happened to some of the people on your trip? I don't understand what you're trying to say there. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying I know a lot of my. I know some of my friends are like that. Um, which which is fair enough. That's fine if that's the type of trip you want to go. Um, and I sometimes go on that type of trip as well. That's also fine. But yeah, that's that's a relaxing. It's a relaxing trip. trip. Yeah. If you go for three weeks, you can't be skiing like twelve hours a day. No, for but three oh, weeks. trust me, <laughs> you can. <laughs> anyway, and then the next week I was shopping in Tokyo, and obviously that's like, you know. That takes up all my energy. <laughs> uh, and so anyway, so that's my three weeks. I do want to say one thing, and it's um, I'm actually doing some promotion for something called the M Sphere. Okay. So um, we'll have a link on our website. Uh, the M Sphere okay. is a pair of headphones, but it's actually mm-hmm. uh, embedded into a jewelry. So it's actually a jewelry necklace. Like a necklace. Yeah. Okay. So it's a jewelry necklace uh, with headphones embedded inside and you can actually interchange the necklace plate at the front it's a magnetic plate um, that you can swap out and put different designs in stuff like that so please everyone have a look at it and we're doing a promotion for white valentine's day which is something that's really big in japan so um please have a look at it click on it uh like it on any medium that you have and uh yeah, and if you happen to be in Japan during uh, White Valentine's Day, please go to Omotesando and have a look at our pop-up shop. Okay. Yeah, because I was thinking, you know, luckily you said White Valentine's Day and not Valentine's Day, because by the time this episode's out, Valentine's Day is way past. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it wouldn't make sense for Valentine's Day either, right? Because it's supposed to be for females, so... <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, I guess we need to explain very quickly for people who don't understand what... what, uh, what... Well, no, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, we need to explain what White Valentine's Day is. In Japan, when it's Valentine's Day, the girls go and give gifts or letters or whatever to the guy that they like. White Valentine's Day happens in March, and that's when the guys goes and returns a gift to the girl in appreciation for the gift that they received in February. Yeah, I believe that was probably yeah maybe. <laughs> so, which is slightly different for when in you know most Western culture and Valentine's Day, the girl's the one who receives the flowers, yeah. and the chocolates, and and the things like that. What did we watch this month, Peter? Alright, so we watched a show called Killing Eve. Um, the show is uh, done by BBC, I believe. Mm. Should be right. Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's a show about um, a MI6 agent um, on the trail of a female assassin in the very very, very broad terms. <laughs> well, yeah, that is, you know, an MI6 agent who figures out that all these disparate cases are actually all, you know, the all, all the handiwork of one female assassin and, you know, the whole show is about her trying to find and capture the, the assassin. The twist here of... I don't know if captures the right word I would use it. Well, well, okay. The the premise is, yeah, she's capturing her. Yeah. The twist is that, you know, she's not a very stable person in the sense that she's kind of obsessed with um, female assassins, Mm. specifically this female assassin. And when she finds out, and the assassin's name is Villanelle, and when Villanelle finds out um, there's this MI6 agent... Um, you know, trying to find her, um, the 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 assassin who's also not mentally very um, balanced. Yeah. Well, the the, the <laughs> um, assassin is is a psychopath. So yeah, yeah, with a tendency of like uh, latching on emotionally yeah, yeah. to certain individuals yep. and kind of getting obsessed with yep. them. So she becomes like a stalker mm. for the MI six agent as yep. well. So. This show is yes, it, it in the general terms it is like a kind of like a spy movie, like but murder 
mystery kind of thing but at the same time it's also a psychological um uh an investigation no no uh not investigation what's the word i'm trying to look for i can't remember it's it's just a a, a delve into into the minds of these two women yeah. and how they mutually kind of like stalk each other <laughs> It's a it's a very interesting take on a very traditionally masculine genre, wouldn't you say? Yes. Like that's like true. you 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 normally associate you know spies, assassins, you know MI sixes to to be a very masculine concept, but the, both both um, leads are females, and and even and even like Eve, the the MI six agent, even Eve's boss is a woman, right? Like so you have a lot of women in this show which which i appreciate to be completely honest with you okay can you hear that tapping sound yes that's my dog oh yeah okay like he's walking around he's walking around oh okay because i thought it was something tapping a key or something i didn't know that was just that's my dog tapping his paws on the floor dogs aren't very quiet are they no no, they're not. <laughs> I remember going up to Queensland to visit Andrew's parents and stuff like that. And like when his dogs race around the corner, you could hear their nails just go scrabble, yep. scrabble, scrabble, scrabble. I scrabble, know, scrabble. right? Whereas my my cat could tear across the room, and the only thing you hear is her bell. Yep. <laughs> that's the only reason you hear. If I took off the bell, you don't know where the cat is. But yeah, so I I love the portrayal um, of Villanelle. So the the char- uh, the actress that plays Leno is called Jodie Comer, and I think she does a brilliant job at portraying Villanelle. Um, even though uh, Sandra O plays Eve, and title character, even though Sandra is probably the more widely uh, known actress. Um, for those who don't mm. know, Sandra O used to be on Grey's Anatomy. That's right. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> I was like. Took me a while to think. Like, well, was there something else you were going to say? Because there's only Grey's Anatomy. No, no, no. I no, no. Uh, but I kind of because I've never really watched Grey's Anatomy. But I know she was on it. <gasps> you, you didn't watch Grey's Anatomy. I've watched like maybe five episodes in total of like the how many seasons there are in the show. <laughs> okay, I never can finish. I think I watched five seasons of it, mm. but I never finished it. Anyway, that, five so episodes only. I would have thought that would be enough to hook you in. No, I didn't watch it from the start either. I watched like random episodes from different ep- uh, seasons. And stuff oh like yeah, that. that's not that's not gonna yeah. work. That's not gonna work. Um, and yeah, just never really liked the show that much. So I know a lot of my friends do. So you know, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, so probably Sandra O oh is probably more widely known as well, and and she's been the she's been getting a lot of like nominations and awards for her portrayal of Eve, and I love her portrayal of Eve as well. But I think Jodie's portrayal of Villanelle just really makes the show. In saying that, I think you kind of had just one of them because the show really plays on the two of them playing against each other. Well, okay. This is my point on it, which is, yes, I love Sandra O's betrayal, portrayal of the character. Mm. I don't like the character. No. Okay, the character, the Eve, Eve's character is so annoying. Frazzled? Yeah, frazzled and she's supposed to be, okay, the the way the show tries to introduce Eve's character to us as the audience is that she's this really uh, smart, brilliant brilliant, uh, agent. Agent that people don't listen to. Yeah, people don't listen to. She's misunderstood. Yeah, and and that she's, um, she's a bit... She's kind of plateaued um, in her work, like like she's not getting anywhere, um, and and because of that she's using all her extra um, you know energy onto uh, finding this connection of all these grisly murders, and she believes that all these murders is the work of this one assassin who happens to be female, and no one no one pays attention to her, like everyone thinks she's just you know, no, a bit yeah, weird. They just think she has this like outlandish idea and is blind to any other um, possibilities. Yeah. Um, but we know in the show, obviously, that she turns out to be correct. Okay, 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we are given that as the premise of E. Like she is supposed to be really brilliant. She's really smart. And then the show actually starts, <laughs> starts and she's not, we don't see her brilliance. Nope. We just see how much of a slob she is. We see how much her, her life is falling mm. apart. We see how she's obsessed and she really is like, she has like blinders on. She's not looking at anything else except for this one thing, mm. right? Like she's only caring about her. And it gets to the point where she kind of, you know, she looks at a, a crime she- scene and she doesn't even see these, the victims as people mm. sometimes. Like she thinks it's cool, like how she was able to get, into this place and kill these people and these methods yep. and like you know but they're people like unless they're like right like close people to her it doesn't even like click for her that this is an assassin we're talking about and you know you, you need to put things into perspective so what like okay you know how sometimes you watch movies and uh say jurassic park for instance you watch jurassic park right yeah and there was that scene where they go into where the um, the the headquarters is, where there's this one tech guy who has all his computers in front mm. of him, and he has like food everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a slob, and they say, "Well, don't worry, he's like he's a he's a genius. Yeah, yeah. That's why we keep him, even though he's yeah. a slob." Normally, these characters are like side characters, yeah. right? You, you see them for a little while; they're supposed to be brilliant. They're a slob, and you just believe yeah. it, right? Because somehow or another, when the when when the job needs to get done, do it. it gets done. Right? Yeah. And they but there's just a side character. Yeah. This is a show where this is the, the this kind of character, she's the main character. Mm. It's kinda of like monk or like in bones or something. They're always slightly dysfunctional. Yeah. Except we don't see the brilliance. Yeah. So now it just becomes a person who doesn't seem to function well in society. Mm leading this case and you're wondering how or why yeah <laughs> and what's going yeah. on <laughs> like like because they try to okay for one because the show's only eight episodes long so it's not a very long show they don't really have time to to really show us the brilliance um then and by saying that she's brilliant they they think that they assume the audience is just going to accept that, oh, she's really brilliant. But as an audience, because we don't see that, it's hard for us to accept that as the narrative. Yeah. When all you see is how she, you know, loses her luggage or like don't have clothes for certain situations, she starts a FaceTime call with her husband with like half undressed and find it surprising that other people would see her. You know, it's, you know, there's certain things you're like, wait, you don't even have, the rest of your life kind of like together how how are you how are you how are you, how are you, you why are you in this position like how did you get there in, in contrast to her boss so um her boss is caroline um she's the head of the russian part of of mr6 right she's also very dysfunctional she oh yeah like her room looks like it's been like taken like been hit by a mob or something like clothes everywhere. They thought that people ransacked her room until you find out that no, that's just what her room looks like. Yeah, or, or you know, like she has like no interpersonal behavior skills and she's awkward in all of these weird moments. But when she needs to get things done, like when she needs to be flirty with you know the Russian counterpart, she does it, and she's the natural winner. And you see her brilliance in that side. See how she's brilliant at manipulating and uh, see her brilliance in uh, ass- assessing situations and trying to get information. We see that from the, her character, but we don't see any of it from Eve's character, which is really annoying because then, you know, even though it's such a short show, you should still be able to see that brilliance um, and make us like Eve's character more. But because we don't see any of her brilliance, it's like, uh, why is she so interesting at all i don't get it not to say sandra o's portrayal wasn't great because she portrayed the character i think really really well she sold that character so well it's just the character itself was not likable no no and i think they they do do it on purpose in a way that they contrast her character to villanelle right because eve kind of wants to be villanelle in a little way like she she wants to be perhaps as successful probably not in as ki- in killing people but like 
being able to deal with any kind of situation or social situations or whatever um because you have Villanelle and she's all put together and she knows what to wear and what to say even though she is supposedly like emotionally distant from everything Mm. like she's supposed to be able to kill people with a blink of an eye you know you introduce her character she's learning how to smile from a child she's eating ice cream and she's watching this child on the other side of the restaurant the child smiles at her and she learns to smile through the child Mm. and you think they're having this bonding moment until she gets up and kind of like knocks the child's ice cream onto the floor and you realize ah okay she not actually normal Mm. (laughs) um but she still manages that people you know she still manages to function in society in society where people would think she's a normal person whereas you have eve she can't do any of this and so i feel like they they do this contrast on purpose it's also interesting because um as a character's point of view eve gets so obsessed with with villanelle in some respects because i feel like eve wants to be villain in 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 some respects like she she really because she talks about how uh she's so into how um how she kills these people like i i mean i think one of the first scenes we see um the interaction between like the husband and, and eve you know the husband oh, like, right. and the husband goes like um oh no so eve poses the question to to her husband goes, so how would you kill me and the husband's like uh like poison you or something who thinks that you know who who thinks of this yeah and, thing, and, right? and 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 then he said well then no you, you'll be caught out right away because of this 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 and then the husband goes okay so how will you kill me and she goes on this big elaborate plan and she tells him all the intricate details and he just looks like going like so you really thought about this huh <laughs> like it just shows that she like eve is in my mind she's also borderline psychopath well that's the thing right when i first saw the scene and you heard from Eve's mouth all the steps she would take mm. into killing her husband. Yep. I was thinking, wow, this woman is very detail-oriented. And even though she's a slob, she's really good at her job. Yep. Except as you watch the show, you realize she might have these ideas in but her But she head, can't pull it off. But if she was ever trying, <laughs> yeah, because she would change her mind. Yep. Like that perfect scene at the end. Mm. Where she goes, you know, she and Villanelle has this bonding moment and they're both lying in bed, staring up at the ceiling and you think, wow, you know, Eve's kind of like gone to the dark side. Mm. Um, You know, they're going to work together. Except then Eve stabs Villanelle and you think, wow, this is even better than what I thought. Yeah, because now all she did was a a ruse to get Villanelle to you know, be off her guard. And then kill her. Like, this is, this is like, this is one level above what I thought she was, you know, going for. Like, not not only did she not go over to the dark side, well, she kind of gone to the dark side to do good, which is kind of like really cool. Like, she manages to be what she wanted to be. Except, then she screams. Then she freaks (laughs) out. She freaks out, right? She, (laughs) she, she doesn't know what she's doing. She freaks out. Villanelle tells her, don't pull out the knife and she pulls out the knife <laughs> and then it's surprised when blood is going everywhere and she's like oh my god let, let me let me go and get you some towels to push on put on that and and that frustration that i felt at that scene kind of like summarizes the whole entire show that i watched i'm like you're so close yeah but yeah. you're so far away at the same time <laughs> like if you just have kind of like if you did it and you meant it that would have been cool. Mm. You did it and then you kind of, you didn't mean it and then you did something even stupider. Then I was just like, ah, I just want to kill yeah. you. But let's just get back to that scene first though. I just want to talk about that scene. I feel like that scene, before she does that whole stabbing, well, no. Yeah, after she does, I mean, ignore the part that happens right after she stabs her, right? Just before then. I think that moment really sums up what the whole show is about. So that scene has Eve and Villanelle in, in the apartment on the bed together facing each other, right? And it showcases, like, because they've had a brief, uh, they had a brief kind of like a heart-to-heart kind of just before that, right? And 
at that point, you see this, that there's this mutual obsession with each other. You see that there's this really strange, borderline erotic romantic affection for each other because they flirt with that as well quite a bit. Um, I mean, Vill- Villanelle like right out says like, "Oh, I masturbate when I think about you," and she's like, "Oh," <laughs> and Villanelle's like, "Too much," and she's like, "No, just not what I was expecting." Like, but she's also not appalled by it. She's like, "Oh." But she accepts it just like, oh, okay, that's just one thing I didn't accept. But normally, I guess, you know, if you weren't into it, you'd be like, eh, right? Yeah, like, okay. So, like, Villanelle sends her a box of, like, clothes and all this kind of Mm. stuff, right? And, you know, if you were really repulsed by it, you would kind of, like, burn the clothes or something. Except she goes and puts it on. And and smells the fragrance and feels the fabric and be really sensual sensual about all of this right yeah and so the the whole show really plays on that that affection between those two as well and then but at the, on the flip side there's also that antagonism between the two because they are from different sides they one is an assassin and one is an mi6 so i feel like that final scene with them on the bed really showcases that three dynamics really well and especially once once she stabs him, you're like, wow, that's like so cool. And then, you know, Eve's character just breaks into this useless bumbling person and then we and then that whole that whole imagery that, that I had in mind, that, that that perfect moment just got shattered and it was like, uh like why oh am God, I watching? I was like, this? I hate this show. I hate this show so much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Like, to be honest, I was, like, ambivalent throughout the mm. show. Like, I, I, I was watching it. I enjoyed it while I was watching yeah. it. There wasn't a lot of highs and there wasn't a lot of lows. Mm. But that last scene was, like, that was a high for me, right? When she started, like, ooh. Yeah. And then it was an immediate low when she starts <laughs> shrieking and freaking out. And I'm like, oh, God, I hate you so much. You have not grown. At all throughout, throughout the like, show. That's the point. She did not grow throughout the whole show. Mm. Neither of them did. And I just hated it so much. Yeah. But I feel like this may be, I think the problem perhaps was they wanted this first season to be an introduction to all the characters, maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to say, though. Like, I, I don't. I don't know how the show can or or should continue. Uh, obviously, I think it's based on the book, so obviously they have continuations. Uh, but it's just... I think I'd be more interested in reading the other books. Yeah. Like, I, I want to see how how different the the two characters are portrayed. Because you, you're right, um, neither of them seems to really grow throughout the show. Uh, and oh. we don't see... We don't see the right development in the whole show like like no. for example eve does some really stupid things in the show like just okay so you have villanelle chasing them uh oh, and you know they're in the car and the person who's about to be get killed by villain says you know run we need to get out we need to you know get out as fast as possible and you know what does Eve do? Eve goes, no, I believe in myself. I believe in my hunch. She's not going to kill me. She gets out of the car and confronts Eve, who has a gun. And they have this standoff moment between the two of them. And then suddenly, Villanelle shoots Eve, um, or shoots the ground in front of her. And Eve gets flustered and gets surprised that, you know, this killer is trying to shoot her. It's like, uh, okay. Like, you didn't see that coming at all? Like, what world were you living in? I don't know. Um, but then that's but that's her character throughout the whole show. Like she doesn't learn more about Villanelle. In- she doesn't think things through. No, and she doesn't think things through right to the end. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But in saying that, I I enjoyed the show. Okay, I really enjoyed the show. Um, I really loved the humor in the show. I found the humor to be really dark and morbid and inappropriate to in a lot of extent, but I really liked that humor. It was great. Um, loved the music. Um, especially when they have those, like there's a few songs that if you listen to the lyrics of the song, it really sets the whole mood for like that particular scene. Um, 
And I think they did that. It's, it's interesting when you say that because, okay, apart from me noticing that the music might be in, like the songs might be in the language of the country mm-hmm. that they're in at that time, uh, I, I didn't really notice it that much right okay because i see the notes that you have mentioned that the music really made uh you know part of the show Mm. and i'm like oh i didn't think about that whereas for me that gray pall that's across the whole entire show like no matter what country they're in no matter what weather is everything's kind of muted and kind of like desaturated that affected me for the whole show so i can't help but again feel like we we are very two different. We we view things very differently. You listen to things, <laughs> and I see things. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I think I think people kind of got that by now. I think we kind of got that as well. <laughs> like, didn't you hear the music? Like, <laughs> no, I didn't. Like, no, no, okay, no, no, I I did hear the music. Mm. It's just it didn't affect you the way it affected me and, and I guess vice versa like I saw how gray and drabby everything was but I, I, that didn't affect me as much as it would have done for you now now in saying that Korean TV shows mm. their music really affects me but that's because they keep on playing yeah. the same well songs yeah true I don't know maybe maybe if this show was a bit longer that would have had the same effect maybe but they don't repeat songs no true. They, they they use songs to tell you that they're in a different yeah. country. But I think it's also because the show's only eight episodes. They don't really have time to repeat songs all that often, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, I do. I would like to see what this was like if this was a more like um, uh, a longer TV show and it was more like a serial, like as in, you know, every eight week they, they have a murder or like every, you know, every few episodes it's, it's surrounding a case like they're trying to figure out how she did it or like why they did it or something like that as opposed to you know an eight episode movie that doesn't really go in depth enough Mm. with the creepiness of the relationship between the two of them i mean i I think for i I don't think it would have worked in a serial either because like because the point isn't about her killing these people and then they're trying to catch her from it. Like that's not. It, it is much more about the uh, the psychology of the two of them, right? Well, no, but that's the thing, right? What I mean is, it he, like Eve might not even be investigating a case that's got anything to do with Villanelle, mm. right? Because you know, the, the it kind of okay. This story got a little bit messy when they start showing that there was like a, a shadowy organization behind Villanelle, like the Twelve and stuff like that. And because with eight episodes and you're trying to put all this stuff in, I felt like there was just too mm. much. Whereas if they spread it out, then you did have like Eve being a little less um, obsessed. Like if she was going to go and investigate the 12 or whatever, and you have Villanelle either because she, she hints that she knows about what's going mm. on, right? She has told Eve, you know, you know, some of the people who hire her are probably the same people. Like, they're working for the same group of yeah. people. Like, it could, it would be interesting for me to see, you know, Eve's going to go and do these things, right? Yeah. Like, investigate the 12 or whatever it is. Or investigate this this guy who is supposedly known to be, to have, like, links to the 12. And Villanelle knows that Eve is in danger. Mm. And she goes and helps her. But helps her in a way that's probably, like not well like either she goes and kills a bunch of people or 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 does something that's not legal or whatever Mm. and you could see like that kind of obsession would would you know that would you know look into their relationship a little bit more like that would express their relationship a little bit better than just the two of them like you know eve's investigating her and and villanelle is just stalking eve you know i felt you know they could have done other things Um, i i agree that they could probably have done other things i don't know as i don't i still don't think having like a like i feel like if it became very episodic and and individualized it it still wouldn't be able to bring out what the show's trying to invoke the emotions Mm, um but i do think by having like at least even if they made it like a 12 episode or like a 16 episode season they would have been able to at least do the whole creepiness a lot better. Like the whole 
stalking of of Eve, like because that was really good. Like you know, um, you know her watching her get changed, watching her get changed, and then finding clothes. the right outfit or or you know like because the belt, the yeah, belt the, oh yeah, giving her the belt without her knowing, um, like that type of thing. That 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 really creepy stalkery feel and vibe. They could do a lot more, and it would have made the show a lot more exciting in some ways. I think. Yeah, I think they revealed that way too quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like we could see it, we should know it, but for Eve to find out so early was a little bit like, oh, okay. yeah. Well. Um. So yeah, I mean, it, the show is the show is. I, I I enjoyed the show, but I think it could definitely be improved. Um, and I also mm. felt like there was a lot of. Uh, unnecessary. Oh, not unnecessary, but the, they they kill off one of like the the main well, main ish characters at the start, like really early in like the third episode or something. And it's supposed to be really impactful, but for me, it was like, eh, okay, the guy's dead. Okay, <laughs> like it didn't mean much for me. Mm, mm. And I don't know if it's I don't know if that's because I've only had like the three episodes, so I'm not attached to the character and. I don't get what that character was supposed to bring to the group anyway. Like, it didn't seem like he brought anything specific for the group. So when he died, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, another character gone. Okay. In, 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 contrast, um, in contrast, I found I actually liked Frank's character, which is um, Eve's original boss, who turns out to be a, a mole in the group. Um, because I hated him at the first because he was really annoying and you know uptight and whatever. He was a paper pusher who followed the rules yeah. and never listened to what Eve wanted to yeah, say. Yeah, but he was given a lot more story at the end, and I found I actually thought his death more meant more than anything. Mm. No, I understand what you're saying, but like, um, story wise, uh. What was the guy first guy's name again? Bill. Bill, that's right. When Bill died, it was supposed to be emotional, right? Oh, the poor guy, he dies, his family was waiting for him, all that stuff, mm. you know. He was supposed to only this was supposed to be like a, a short trip to a country that was supposed to be safe and all that stuff, and he ends up dead. Yeah. Whereas Frank's death was more like uh Villanelle was pissed at uh at Eve and wanted to show her that she could do the things that, you know, like she could tell, you know, I can kill these people. Mm. You know, I can, you, you think you can stop me, but you can't kind of situation. Yeah. And that was less more about the emotion and more about how their relationship was supposed to be changing, yeah. which didn't change. Yeah, it didn't change. <laughs> okay. So will you watch the second season? I am dying to see the second season. I really want to see how they go from here. Because how, how will the next season work? Like, how's it going to work? Like, I envisage, like, from my perspective, I, I want to see Villanelle and Eve kind of work together. Because Eve's now been told that she's off the case. She's no longer part of the group anymore. So she's doing her own stuff now. So I want to see them play on the fact that Eve isn't quite right in the mind as well. Like, that she has actually these... Psychopathic, psychopathic thoughts and tendencies. Tendencies that and that and that and that she's really and that, the only reason why she doesn't go all the way is because she's held back by you know this strange self-conscious self-awareness that she shouldn't be doing this. And I kind well, of the feel fact like that she's working for MI6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, like because Eve is the character that like she knows she shouldn't be doing the best. It's bad, but. On one level, she kind of wants to do it as well. So I think it'll be interesting if, if they somehow manage to work together. It would be it would be really interesting. Um, and obviously, um, it, it's it's it, it'll be a good change in the dynamic of the show because I feel like this whole catch like mice, mouse and cat and mouse thing it didn't really work for me. So mm-hmm. I want to see something different for next season. <laughs> But anyway. Okay. You're very optimistic <laughs> for the second season. Because, okay, if the second season goes as you say, then I would want to watch mm. Unfortunately, they didn't stop the season at the point where she was fired. Yeah. 
Yeah, they stopped at the point where she was fired and then she was supposed to go on the plane with them and then she decides not to go on the plane with them and that was the end. Mm. I'd be like, oh, I want to know what she does. Mm. Except we do see what she does. Yeah. We do see what happens after she was fired. She went and found Villanelle, yeah. had a moment with her, yeah. stabbed her, decided it was a bad idea and then now she's in a situation where Villanelle is pissed off at her. Yeah. Right? And I can't help but feel that the next season is going to be more of the same thing. Like as in, because in season one, they never grew, they, they didn't grow. And they gave you this tantalizing image of what would have happened if they did manage to mm. bond. Then she ruins this bond. And I feel like next season would just be like, now she needs to be under protective custody, custody. Yeah. And like, they probably use her as bait mm. or something. And like Villanelle would now be out to get her, and it's just gonna be another cat and mouse game kind of situation. Like I, I don't know. Like if if they do what you say, great, mm. fantastic. But I feel like they yeah. won't. <laughs> well, which is like which is like I'm saying I'm I'm really dying to watch the second season, but whether I'll finish the second season would be a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas for me, it's be like. I will see when the first episode, I'm not, because I'm not holding any hope. Yeah. I'm not going to be waiting, you know, with bated breath, yeah. but if it comes out, I'll watch the first episode and judge, you know what? They seem to have something here. I'll continue watching it. Yeah. If it looks like, nah, it's still going to be the same thing, then I'll watch something yeah. else. I've got plenty of things I could watch. Fair enough. Uh, any other final interesting things or thoughts that you want to talk about this particular show? before we move on? Uh, I do like how this show, well, it, it, it shows how much money they spend. Um, they go to all the countries that they say they will go mm. to, right? Because a lot of, I'm so used to watching American shows where they're restricted to one country, America, mm. right? Mm. Uh, or when you watch TVB drama in Hong Kong, they never leave the city mm. because they have no budget. Mm. But this is a show that's based in Europe and they don't shy away from the fact that if you have an international assassin, they will be going to, you know, Vienna one day, you know, Russia the other day, you know, they'll go to London. Like, you know, they, they do, do jump from country to country. And as I said, you know, they will change the music to let you know that, oh, we're in a different place now, you know, oh, we're in Italy now. Um, even though they do try to keep everything desaturated, you can tell the difference between London and and Germany, uh, Italy, or, or whatever, right? Yeah. So I do appreciate that because it gives the show a bigger feel. Like it's not just restricted to one place. Yeah. I guess that's, that's about uh, it. We want to discuss about the show. Mm. Um, it's a short show, so I mean, there's not a lot to say. Yeah, true. Um, okay, let's let's do a quick. Uh, discussion um, about how we've recorded today. So everyone who listened to our last episode would know that um, we're reco- recording this using a online service called Zencaster. Yeah. So this is like the first time that me and Peter have recorded not face to face, not in the same room, yeah. not seeing each other's expressions. Yeah. Now I, I had in my mind, I always knew that this was what podcasting was supposed to be, right? Mm. I listened to a lot of podcasts where the hosts are in different countries and different time zones, and that's how they do it. Yeah. So I would like to see, I would like to hear from Peter Mm. because because Peter never wanted to do this in like this online, like you always wanted to see, like we wanted to see each other's expressions, right? You wanted to be there face to face. You wanted to get the physical cues for me about, you know, whether I'm going to stop or start a next, uh, you know, topic or whatever. Right. Or like, you know, when we make a joke, you know, some parts of the joke is, you know, the, the, the pregnant pauses or whatever. And it's harder to do it online because online you're wondering whether there's an audio, is it a technical issue? Is this an actual present uh, pregnant pause or is it, or have a lost connection? Like we, we don't know. So has this been like, comfortable for you has this been weird for you like okay so definitely <laughs> uh uh i didn't enjoy this a lot i must admit um i actually got a bit bored i do appreciate how much more effective sometimes this can be done though um so uh 
you know, if we really were pressing for time, we really couldn't organize doing it face to face. This is obviously a viable option. And now that I've done it, it's not as difficult as I envisaged before, but I really don't enjoy it. Right. Would this have been better if we had done like FaceTime and you could have seen my expressions? Or is that still not gonna? Probably. It probably would. At least I'll be able to see whether. I don't know. It just. It feels really weird for me. Let's just put it that way. Okay. So, yeah. Preferably, I, w- I don't want to do it like this, but um, yeah, if we don't have an option, then obviously we could do it next time like this. Uh huh. Well, okay. This is definitely less weird than the last time I did it in my closet for the other show that I was doing. Uh, <laughs> well, firstly, because you're not in the closet, that would be a start. <laughs> Although the acoustic levels of that, like the acoustic, whatever, the, the buffers of all the clothes makes the sound mm. really good, right? There's mm. no echo. I'm afraid, yeah. I just realized I forgot to close certain curtains, which means my voice might have been bouncing off glass, and so I might be hearing yeah. echoes, which would mm. be annoying. But this was less weird than I would think, uh, probably because it's not the first time I've done this, but maybe yeah. but also because when I'm re- normally recording, it's not like I'm looking you in the eye. Mm. So, well, I don't look at you in the eye either, but I don't know. It just feels different. Well, yeah, no, I, I can. Oh, uh, the other thing is like, because I'm always, because we do, we do like talk over each other, right? Yeah. But when I'm seeing you, I know that you understand that I'm, I need to say something first or, or you need to say something first. And it's, I don't know. Whereas in here, I don't know if when I'm talking over you, do you, know what I'm getting at or like I don't know something just off about okay this. well certainly I have noticed that normally when we talk over each other we know the other person's talking so we stop or like we see someone's mm. about to say something so we stop or whatever right we don't have yeah. the physical cues here we have no visual cues so I have noticed yeah. sometimes when we talk over each other we don't know who's gonna stop first like yeah am yeah. I giving you way first or are you giving me way first like yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know yeah but yeah one thing that I can't say right now, but I probably would be able to say next month is whether mm. this makes it easier for me to edit. Yeah. Because yeah. the problem with us both recording in the same room is that my mic actually hears your mic and your mic hear mine. Yeah. And sometimes I yeah. can't cut things out as nicely as I would like because the audio is mm. not clean. Whereas now yeah. I think both it's, very clean. it's going to be very clean. So it's going to be very easy for me to cut things out. Like, mm. um, I'm already, like, even while we're recording this, my mind had been thinking of the how, oh, this part, which I'm saying right now, and I can't stop myself from saying, like, I'm talking about a certain topic and I realize, like, either I'm rambling on or it's getting boring Mm. or something. Even in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I could cut this out. It is very easy. Um, Mm. Like, yes. So I could see that this would just make it easier for me to edit. But recording-wise, I do see how some visual cues are missing. Uh, mm. You know, I don't know whether it's a uh, uh, it's something we get used to, or like I'm not saying that we're going to do this, you know, forever. Obviously not, because you mm. don't enjoy it. But I'm saying like if we were to do this next time for any other reason, well, okay, I'm going to Mexico in April. So, oh yeah, so, so have to do it for them. Either we have to do it that way, or we have to stop. Because I don't know what my internet situation would be like while I'm over there. Um, oh, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if we can, then we could try. Um, but, like, I have noticed in a lot of other shows, uh, you know how we talk over each other when we have a point mm. to make? Like, if, if we're talking about a specific part of a show and you're saying something, right, and I want to say something as well about the scene, I just talk right over the top of you. Yeah. <laughs> and you talk over that. that you, you do the same thing to me. Yeah. But with other shows, the way they structure it is, okay, we're going to talk about this section. You say everything you're going to say. And no matter how mm. much I want to say anything, I'm just going to hold it in. And I'll write the notes yeah. and stuff like that. I'll write it all down. And then when yeah. it's my turn, I'll say, okay, regardless of what you just said, this is what I agree yeah, yeah. with, which is what I'm not. Which makes it clearer in a way, even for the person listening to, I'm guessing, because there's less yeah. like we can keep our thoughts straight in our mind as well because we're not interrupting each other. But yeah. um, I feel that um, 
I, I don't know, like our show is just the way it is, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to hear the feedback on um, what they think. Like with, I don't know. Maybe if we can try once where we do it that way, where we try not to talk <laughs> to each other and, and just do that. And as you said, we'll just write notes. So I don't know. I don't like, I don't, I don't know. It's it feels, too structured? It feels like I'm debating that way. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, my dog's just... Yeah. That's the other thing, right? Ah. This is going to make it very easy for me to just cut out both your dogs and my cat. Like, it's yeah. just kind of yeah. like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, it becomes too much like debating and... Well, no, would it still be debating when we both agree with each other, though? No, but it's 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 the work that I used to do when I was doing debating, right? <laughs> That's true. It's a lot of... I don't know. It's a lot of extra work for me. <laughs> I was just, uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, what are we going to do? Uh, that's enough for talking about how we've done our recording. Yeah. What are we going to do for our next recording, Serena? Well, as of today, okay. Here's the thing, right? Uh, this show is released today on Netflix. Mm. I've I've been looking forward to watching this. Yep. And seriously, Peter. This, sh- this shows how much this podcast holds priority over everything else in my life. I had wanted to, like, I was scheduling today to just be sitting in front of the TV to watch this. Mm-hmm. And then you said, oh, do you want to record on, you know, the 15th of February? And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, you know, Peter's schedule is much more hectic than mine right now, even though he's on holidays. So, you know, whatever time he could give me, I will I will happily accept and I'll put this show on the back burner and we could you know I can watch it a little later. It's fine. It, it's fine. But now you can now 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 we can watch it together. <laughs> yeah. I'm still going to finish this way before you. I don't. <laughs> Even though you're on holiday, you have nothing to do, you know, whatever. Um Umbrella Academy. That's the show we're going to be doing next. It's a Netflix show. Um, it's a superhero show, I think, maybe. Like, yeah. I, I'm not too sure what the show yeah, is going to be about. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the trailer looks fantastic. Okay, this is one of the ones where the music really helps. Like, it seems very fast-paced. I really kind of enjoy it. But yeah. in saying that, have you seen the trailer to Titans? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I've watched the trailer to Titan, and I kind of enjoyed yeah. it. Because it's like, yep. you know, and then I found out it was a Robin, you know, you know, Batman, Robin, you know, that yeah, Robin, yeah. and he's heading up a group of superheroes. And I was like, yeah, be interesting. I'm not much of a fan of Batman, like the Batman universe. Mm. Don't enjoy that. Um, but I thought this might be interesting. Let's give that a go. And like the yep. first two episodes, really good. Really liked it. Okay. Very graphic, yep. very like violent. And I was like, Ugh, yep. okay, but still kind of cool. Then yep. it was kind of like, new writers or something like the show was heading in one direction and suddenly there was like doing a 90 degree turn and kind of went a completely different direction and now it's boring to crap out of me really boring i I couldn't care less what these characters are doing and i'm just like what happened i don't understand i'm just hoping like i'm really really hoping all fingers and toes crossed and everything that umbrella academy don't do that end up like that yeah it's like you know Please don't, like, please have the same people writing from start to end. Don't have, like, your pilot episode written by these really great people and then you dump it into a writer's room who have no clue. Or in some cases, don't even like the original pilot and decide to retcon everything or, like, give them a reason to do something else entirely. Right? (laughs) Because in in the original pilot, you have uh, Robin. He's, like, a police officer in, I think Mm. it was Chicago. Like, he goes away from... Uh, he he's leaving Batman behind. He doesn't want to deal with Gotham City. He's gone to Chicago. Mm. He's now a police officer, and he has to deal with superheroes. Like as in, he, mm. he he's there's this group of superheroes he have to help. But it would have been cool right. for him to still be a police officer. Whereas mm. with the new heading of this show, like he's still a police officer, but he never goes into work. Like he's gone <laughs> like cross country. Like he's just gone off everywhere else and i'm thinking 
No one cares? How do you still manage your job? You have to go back to your office. Your partner doesn't... Well, they kill off his partner too, by the way. Oh, surprise. Like, that's that's convenient. You know, just kill off his partner. No one cares where he is now. Right? It's just like, what's happening? Like, he just flashes his badge whenever he needs access to a crime scene or to information or something. It's like, oh, yeah, now I'm a police officer. But apart from that, no, I'll just, I'll just backpack wherever I need to go. Who cares? Like, you know... Uh, it's just really weird. But yeah, so I'm hoping Umbrella Academy isn't like that. Okay. So yeah, we'll be watching that for our next episode. So mm. uh, watch it and then hear us talk about it next time. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, shall we do our closing? Yes. Oh, oh, um, I forgot oh. to mention, we have a new email address. I need to write that. Oh, we do? Notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. I'm trying very hard not to use, use Gmail anymore. Um, so our new email address is questions at triggerpointfm.com. Uh, uh, so, you know, as in, if you have any questions, email it there. Uh, okay. Yep. And you can find our show notes at triggerpoint.com. Oh, wait, our, our domain don't have an FM on it. Crap. Sorry. Email address is questions <laughs> at triggerpoint.com. <laughs> I really need to get this straight. And the show notes are at triggerpoint.com forward slash 28. Yeah, this episode is 28. Mm-hmm. And you can find us on Twitter sometimes, maybe, at triggerpoint.fm. Yeah. So that's it. Okay. So until then, see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.